Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Marion Pecker. Marion is a software developer based in Brno, Czech Republic, and after he adopted Max, who used to be a stray kitten until fate brought them together in the winter of 2017, he learned more about how cat charities work and how costly the whole process is, both time-wise and money-wise. So he became a regular donor. By that time, He's been already interested in making games and shortly after sort of a career crisis, which resulted in finding a different job and moving to the other side of the country with his fiance and just a few months old Max, he was doing and is still doing online programming and game development courses every day. And in May of 2019, he got an idea to use his knowledge to build in his spare time a cat-themed game and help stray cats by donating all the revenue shortly after that he started working on it. And he came up with the title of the game, My Nine Lives. Marion, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yes. So we found each other, I believe, on Twitter, I think. And you have this very interesting idea about this game called My Nine Lives. But before that, can you share a little bit more about the story about how you met your cat, Max, is his name? Yeah, it's his name. It was back in Ash when we were living before. And I wanted to have cat a long time before that. And it just out of nowhere, my fiance came and said, hey, look, there's a cat. A friend of mine, she found a cat in the snow and she are looking for someone who will take care of him. And so I just said, yeah, okay, why not? It was like a no brainer for me. (laughs) It sounds so easy and so simple. I know many people who have cats that are looking for homes that want your phone number right now and will say, hey, can you take another one? (laughs) So from that standpoint, how was Max's condition? Was Max like malnourished? Did you have to do any special treatment or was he a pretty healthy kitten when you got him? Well, he was a little bit malnourished, but it went better pretty fast. And then we find out that he had something bad with the livers. So he took pills like every day for like half a year and then it got better. Then the tests were like better. It probably happens when he was exposed to low temperature for a long time when he was small. Right. But now he's healthy. Glad to hear that he's doing really well and he's convinced you it's time to develop a game that folks can support and participate and help to raise money for charities. How did you get from adopting Max into really understanding the needs that charities are overworked and underfunded? Did you go and volunteer for a shelter or how did that all happen? When we moved to Brno, we discovered some cat charity here that performed pretty well. They call Okushkine Kočištlapky. It could be translated like abandoned cat paws. And I was amazed about the work they're doing. They performed like 300 adoptions last year. And it's amazing. They also have flea markets to raise money and cat cafe and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then I got that idea. I can use something I know and turn my passion, make a game to raise money too. To help the charities. Yeah, that's great. So you've been a programmer for quite a while. How did you learn how to be a software programmer? 
Well, I've been around computers since childhood, but actually I, I started as a graphic designer and then I had some sort of career crisis and I realized that graphic design isn't something I really want to do. So I started learning from online courses and it took me like a year to really catch the train and, and then I found my first programming job here in Brno. Uh, well, that's great. It's a great skill to have. And I know it's a high demand skill. So I've had the privilege of seeing a trailer of the game. And I fully admitted before I hit the record button that I am not a gamer. I don't play online games. So I may ask simple questions, but hopefully you can answer the questions in the way that the more educated gaming public probably knows the answers to the questions. But the trailer, it's really visually stunning. I think it's incredibly just gorgeous to look at. I think of it more as an animated movie than, you know, even a potential game. But tell me a bit about the game. What are the objectives? What's the design of the game? Okay, first of all, thank you. That was the first real trailer I made myself, so I'm, I'm glad you like it. The objective of the game is uh, simply to survive. It's an open-world game, and every, every level is different because it's procedurally generated. So you appear in the world, there are a lot of preys, but also a lot of predators, and you have to avoid the predators and hunt for food, because if you don't, you starve over the time. And from catching preys, like insects and, and there are rats and mouses and small animals like kids do when they're in, in wild. You get some points and you fill your feet level to continue play. So it's a feast or famine type of game. And is it all taking place in a more rural setting or does it get into an urban environment at all? No, it's completely human free. It's only in, in forests and in different daytime and different year time. Gotcha. It works when you go outside the boundaries. The program automatically regenerate a new part of the world for you in different daytime and different year time. So you can run infinitely. Do you have seasons? Yeah, there are seasons. Wow, that's impressive. So you can keep going and going. Do you get to play a role in deciding what kind of cat you are? Like, do they have different kinds of cat, like colors or anything like that when you're playing the game? Or is that just automatically assigned to you? For now, it's automatically assigned to, but I've been thinking about making the player the cat skinnable. I'm actually going to do it because it's not difficult and I've got skinnable characters like those preys. So I think it could be made by one night. So why not? I think it's a good idea. actually. And so folks will buy the game so that they can play it or do they have to pay for different levels? How do you anticipate generating the revenues to help support the local charities? Well, the price model is pay what you want. So if you don't want to pay anything, you can just play the game. And if you want to pay $5, you can pay $5. If you want to pay 100 you can pay 100 And everything will go to a transparent account. And from there, I will send it to the charities. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So it's a pay-as-you-go kind of plan. It's actually not only for raising money, but also to raise awareness about the problem. Of cat overpopulation. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So maybe down the road, you will have a human in there trapping them and ear tipping the cats and getting them spayed and neutered or something like that. Or, you know, in the more urban environments, I could see, you know, having community cat feeders and that kind of stuff. You know, looking at your own personal community cat or stray cat or feral cat backyard, depending on whatever words you use, you know, in the the Czech Republic, my assumption is there's quite a few free roaming cats out there in the area that you're in. Do you have a lot of cats sort of out in the area sort of running around? 
No, not actually. The situation here is pretty good. Last year, I've been on a business trip in Egypt, in Cairo, and that's something completely different. It's horrible in Cairo with cats. I would not want anyone to see it. What cats look like in Cairo in streets? It's horrible, really. And I've heard some parts of Greece to have quite a few cats and stuff. And the desire is that they're cared for, but it sounds like what you saw in Cairo is not the case. So tell me a bit more about your thoughts with regards to the game. Where will it be available so people can access it? Well, I will be distributed by my own from the webpage so people can donate while downloading it. I'm not sure about Steam. It's a popular gaming platform, but it doesn't provide that model pay what you want. So I will be probably not providing game on Steam. But there are also several different smaller platforms, like more independent indie platforms. And most of them provide this model, this pay what you want. I have to say, I know what Steam is because I have a 16-year-old son. So it was from his days back when he was on Steam and stuff like that. So I have heard that word before. So I'm feeling very with it here on this conversation. (laughs) I'm sure people are chuckling in the background. Many folks know that Kristen, who does all of our editing of the show, she's much more involved in gaming and that kind of stuff. So I'm sure she's going to have a laugh as she's listening to this show. What are the greatest challenges that you've come across in putting this game together? Probably find the time to work on the game. I usually work on the evenings and on the weekends, and sometimes I get home from work or tired at the evening and I want to do something else. And then I want to work on game, and it's, for example, 10 p.m. and, and I start working on the game, and suddenly it's 1 a.m. and I go to sleep. So finding the time for that while doing full time job. It's very but tough. I love, I love making games, so I think it's my drive. Is this the first game that you've done from like beginning to end? No, I've made three small games, plus like my studying projects when I was learning how to do such things. Oh, that's great. So you have some past experience. Do you think of any games that you would do after this one, either continuing to involve cats or other animals? Oh, no, I'm focusing on this project. I've got backlog with some ideas and drafts, but nothing specific. No, No, you're still focused right on the intensity of this game and working on this project and bringing it to its success, which is great and wonderful. You know, I know you've talked about the game and using the game to bring awareness for the situation with there just, you know, there's so many more cats out there and they're on the streets and they're having to work hard to survive and that kind of stuff as an educational component. Is this game, what's the age range of people that would play this game? There's not blood in the game. So the minimum age is very low. I think kids can play it. It's no problem. And I think that the age range, it's quite wide. It's for everyone, actually. Everyone who who likes casual games. And I hate to ask this question, but if there is a cat that doesn't reach its feasting goals and and dies, which I guess is what happens in games all the time, it just goes poof? Or, you know, how does that all transpire? For now, there's like a dying animation. You just lie down and then it tells you that game's over. I'll probably make it a little bit different, but I really don't want to make it disturbing for someone. You know, it should right. be a casual game. It should raise awareness, but it shouldn't be like a emotional drafting or something like that. Exactly, exactly. Because I know that many of our folks out there that are taking care of community cats get very emotionally attached to them. And so it can be, you know, an interesting situation where you're raising awareness, but not making it disturbing, I guess, is sort of where I was thinking on that direction of thing. And this is coming from me, who's totally not involved in gaming. My most advanced game I ever played was Pong back in the 70s. So now everybody knows how old I am. But I do think I go back to the fact that when I watched the trailer, I think it was one of the most 
most stunningly visual, very attractive animations that I've seen in a long, long, long time. And so even for me, I'm intrigued and interested in playing the game. Sign up today for a kitten-focused event presented by the National Kitten Coalition and the Community Cats Podcast. It's the online kitten conference. This three-day virtual gathering will feature presentations by experts on raising and saving kittens, setting up and managing kitten-centered shelter programs, and more. The online kitten conference is going to be on June 12th through the 14th, and all presentations will be recorded. So if you can't attend them all, no worries. You'll be able to watch the recordings afterwards. Since this is a virtual event, you'll have the opportunity to gain valuable insights and have your questions answered by some of the most knowledgeable leaders in the animal welfare community without the expense and hassle of traveling. For $75, you'll get full access to the whole program of the Online Kitten Conference in 2020 on June 12th through the 14th. CommunityCatsPodcast.com and sign up today. We can't wait to see you there. Are you one of the selfless members of our society that spends time rescuing and bettering the lives of cats in your community? If so, wouldn't it make sense to do the most you can do with the space you have? CDE Animal Cages is a family-owned and operated business that has been handcrafting the highest quality small animal cages for over 30 years with the goal of connecting shelters and rescuers with comfort and security for the health of the animals they work with and ease of use for the humans that take care of them. Open air enclosures with various solid options and portalized options have proved not only to reduce euthanasia rates, but make for more adoptions and healthier and happier animals. Our high-quality materials are designed to last for decades, ensuring that you only shop for cages once, leaving more time to spend with the cats in your life. Get started today by logging on to cdecages.com to design your perfect setup. Invest in the future of your cats with CDE Animal Cages. You know, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners with regards to here you are, you're creating this very unique project. I mean, I don't know anyone else who's creating a game like this. And just share with us, like, why did you think you could do this? Well, I didn't know I can do this. I tried and it looks like I will be able to do this. It's almost done. I'm glad for that. So you're surprising yourself a little bit too? A little bit. Not much, but a little bit. (laughs) I think everyone with the dedication and the drive can do that. Yes. And with the knowledge. And obtaining the knowledge isn't difficult these days. There are plenty of online courses. You can buy for $10 a course that will teach you how to make game in Unity in like a half a year. Simple game. That's impressive. We are a huge fan of online education. We have an online cat conference we do. Very soon in the next couple of weeks, we'll have our online kitten conference, which is in June. And we've done behavior days. We're going to have a feline leukemia day in July. So I'm a huge fan of online learning. And I'm just amazed at what you've been able to learn through taking courses and then being able to be creative and say, hey, I can put these skills that I have together, create something that will raise funding as well as awareness. And you've done this all in the course of a couple of years, along with adopting, you know, a beautiful little kitten that you've fallen in love with and become passionate for the cause around that cat. Yeah, exactly. We also try to adopt another kitten, but then we find out it's not possible. Max is very individualistic. He couldn't stand it. There are many cats out there. I have one cat too, Hooch, and he very much likes to be the only cat. So sometimes our cats tell us what they want, that's for sure. So Marion, please tell us again, if folks are interested in getting the game, how would they do that? 
Okay, you can open your browser and go to website my9livesgame.com when you can pre-register your email and I'll let you know on the release day. Or you can go to Twitter and you can find the game on Twitter at my9livesgame. That's the Twitter account. That's excellent. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today, Miriam? Yeah, maybe just a few thoughts about learning. As you say, you are a huge fan of self-learning. So if you want to accomplish something, there's always a way. I believe that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I wish you lots of luck with your My Nine Lives game. Again, if you haven't, I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's beautiful. Even if you don't play games, I just think it's just beautiful. So from my naive artistic eye, I think it's gorgeous looking and hopefully we'll be able to keep in touch with you. I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my show today. And yeah, down the road, let's keep in touch and hopefully you'll be back on the show again. And for the listeners out there, please, please, please keep sharing the show with others and sending in ideas of guests that you'd like to hear me interview. That's also really helpful. So as we're embarking into the summertime, I'm always doing research on what topics you like to hear about. So please keep in touch with me. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So feel free to tune in at all those locations, or you can always just email me at stacy at communitycatspodcast.com. Marion, thanks again for being on the show. Great. Thank you again for inviting me. Thank you for listening to a Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 